excuse me. <clears throat> well, we're getting to the end of March. Palm Sunday, one of the most significant holidays of our faith. And we have a communion plan for the end of this uh, worship service. So I hope everybody picked up your, uh, your bread and cup back at the, at the entrance. And there's a few things that we're going to change here with the order of worship so that you're not taken off guard. <clears throat> you will see that we're going to have the uh, joys and concerns right after I finish telling you announcements and so forth. But we're not going to have prayer at that time. You'll see down at the bottom of the page, or right after the second hymn, we'll have prayer. So just so you know that that is the way it's arranged. And also <clears throat> for the offering today, as you know, we have been going and asking you to drop your offerings into plates at the back of the sanctuary. Well, today we're going to go back to a little bit of a, a, a different or a traditional way of doing it in that we have two ushers who are going to get plates and they're going to pass, not pass them, but hold them in front of you, and we're asking you to drop your offering into that plate. So don't touch the plate, but let the uh, ushers come to you, and because we have the seating uh, separated here, we can easily do that. So uh, we're going to go that way, and hopefully we're going to work back into a normal type of worship for us. So it's getting exciting. <clears throat> And I'd just like to say thank you to Nancy and Goldie and Christine for doing the decorating here. And I'm sure Marian. is Marion here too? Okay. I didn't see I didn't see Marion. And and Nancy, yes. Was there anybody that wasn't here? <clears throat> I came in on the tail end. <laughs> and Pastor Sandy, I'm sure, had a hand in this. So it looks, it looks wonderful. Thank you, ladies. And uh, I swear that, oh, I shouldn't say that. When I came in this morning, this lily was completely green. And now I can see it just waiting to burst open. And it's, it's uh, I can't help but think it's bursting open because of our Savior. That is wonderful. That's wonderful. On another note, if you remember, we had baby bottle boomerang some time ago. Uh, we got a, a note from Align Ministries, which used to be Susquehanna Valley Pregnancy Services, but now they're calling themselves Align. And uh, we filled 15 bottles for a total of $504.80. So that's really, really good. Thank you so much. And they're saying thank you very much also. So uh, uh, it, it says, all funds help align life ministries, champion the gospel of Jesus Christ and the sacredness of human life through pregnancy services, uh, strategic partnerships, and equipping resources. It said, we look forward to seeing you next year. So that's, that's wonderful. This is great. It's great. A good, good ministry. I think we uh, have everything, oh, uh, 
could I see the people on the search committee after worship, uh, just up here for just a few minutes so that uh, we can keep each other up to date. Uh, I, think, I think we have everything mentioned. Let's look at our joys and concerns. Let me get my mask on here because usually Christine has some updates. Ah, there I am. Am I correct, Christine, that you have a few updates? Okay. people there under grieving that yeah. uh, things happening here it's just very sad but we have death and we have life uh, on the other side of our prayer guide under Cordia Bechtel I had talked to Susan our secretary to cross off she's no longer in the Linda Valley home at Anvil and she is recovering at home under health some health care but Rick and Karen Bechtel are caring for mother and mother-in-law, and it is a tough job. Yeah. We're talking 24-7 care, and it lots of prayers needed here. Doing that in the home like that, it is very hard, yeah. very hard. And I just wanted to make that correction, that that should all be crossed out, and it was to be corrected, and... Well, sometimes these things happen. Yeah. And I just wanted to make a reminder about Mabel Huntsberger. There's nothing in our prayer guide about it, but a little notation that she is in the Royer Greenhouse. I think I said it last week, yeah, too. And I am saying it again this week. She can be visited, but you do have to call before you visit and kind of set up a little time to go. Yeah. But you aren't coming in at mealtime or anything. Her daughter Kathleen told me that, that that is definitely for sure. So I know I didn't get over this week, but I'd like to try to get to see Maybell. Yeah. 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 So I just want people to know that. Other than that, corrections have been made. Okay. Uh, is there anyone else that would like to share? Nancy? We have Joyce Trickler on our prayer list. And two weeks ago, Gary suggested that we would give a prayer shawl, maybe three weeks ago. Mary Baker did crochet prayer shawls, blankets on the back pew. The back so we could send maybe the variegated purple. If anyone has a preference, let me know. But this week I can mail it. Um, Pina has continued Joyce's ministry, but they're in Florida this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I told her I could mail one to Joyce. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Pina told me that she's going so they will be down there and uh, oh yes Harriet where I want to report on my toe that was infected and I was on an antibiotic and it's good now so prayers answered yeah. and also Ken had lost his glasses and we couldn't find them anywhere and we prayed and I made an appointment with the eye doctor to get new ones. And I was downstairs and when I mailed a letter and I looked on the bulletin board, here they were on the bulletin board. So prayers are answered. There you go. <laughs> Good for that. You don't think much of them until you don't have them. How about it, Ken? It really makes a difference. 
<coughs> Karen? Um, you mentioned Nigeria. They just celebrated their 98th year of being a denomination. Mm -hmm. And that was, what, 13 years that Stover Culp and the other gentlemen labored there before they had their first convert. 13 years. I think it was 13 years, something like that. That's fantastic. That's mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, our daughter Naomi and our granddaughter Lily are on their way here from Indiana, and I have a feeling they're driving through rain the whole way. <laughs> so... And then they'll be driving back by way of Ohio to visit the sisters um, at the end of the week. So if you'd pray for them. And, and Paul asked me, um, we have some different boxes. <laughs> Those of you who ha don't have kids around, up on the top there's a little blue circle. And that's where you stick your straw in. Just don't squeeze it. That's the most important thing. <laughs> don't squeeze it. And it doesn't have any added sugar, but there's a lot of sugar in it. And, uh, oh, Karen, yes. I'll just add to what Christine said. Um, we did survive the first week, but it is very trying. Um, I am there from 6.30 in the morning until 3 o'clock, along with my four-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter, Paisley. <laughs> so um, then uh, home health aid comes from 3 to 7, and then Rick is there from 7 at night to 6.30 in the morning. Right now, weekend, this weekend is all home health aids. Um, so we reached a little snag I guess you would call it yesterday when the home health aide did not give her the right medicine I don't know what she got what she didn't get but I have it in a.m. p.m. Sunday through Saturday so I don't know how much easier I can make it but I will be going up and giving her medicine which I have to check her blood sugars at breakfast and supper anyway and that's when she gets her medicine so that's just another thing that I will be doing but um, we're trying to get more family involved in the week on the weekends because at 24 and 26 dollars an hour to pay home health care it's gonna her money's gonna go fast so yeah just pray for our sanity <laughs> especially when I find out they can't even handle giving her her medicine I kind of yeah almost blew my top yesterday <laughs> it's a good thing she was gone before I discovered it <laughs> so just keep praying please <laughs> we will we will and uh, we do have two birthdays. <clears throat> Let's see. Eleanor celebrating her 54th birthday this coming Wednesday. And Marge Landon is celebrating a birthday. Nancy thinks it's today. We're not sure of the age. Does anybody have, uh, probably in her 80s at least. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe pushing 90. So uh, uh, we will sing happy birthday to them when we get down to our praise and, and petition. But uh, just keep those in mind, and we, we wish them a happy birthday. Uh, I think we have everything covered. You will, you will note that, uh, Pastor Sandy pointed this out last week, but at the bottom of the, of the prayer ministry guide, there's always a, a, a church there that we should be praying for, 
and this week it's Sanford Fellowship in Sanford, Maine. So uh, we'll keep those in our prayers also. Is that right? Wow. Yes, that's very true. Wow. We get up there every morning. Wow. Take a uh, village council would not let them put up a sign for their church. Wow. Wow. They don't want any religion, nothing religious. That's a shame. That's, that's a shame. Well, okay. We have an opening hymn, ladies and gentlemen. It's still raining. From, uh, uh, where? It was, it was, it was up on Sunshine Mountain we got rained on. <laughs> so, so, Karen and I, because there might be, some that don't know exactly where we live. We live on the other side of Redding. So you got Lebanon, you got Redding, and then you got the, the next county over, okay, is where we live. And uh, we didn't have any rain until we got through Redding and up on what I call Sunshine Mountain because that's usually, we come up over the hill and it's, there's sunshine on Sunday mornings. And uh, then the next valley is Cold Valley because it's always cold over there. Uh, anyway, it was from some Sunshine Mountain all the way here. It rained, really rained. So, uh, but it's, you know what? It's better than snow, I think. I, I remember celebrating the resurrection back in Ohio with, that much snow. <laughs> you know, get up and go, uh, is this Christmas or Easter, you know? <laughs> uh, well, praise the Lord for uh, Palm Sunday. I, I really enjoy Palm Sunday. Uh, they haven't been, you know, there's a lot of holidays that get bent out of shape just by commercialism. You, you, you stick... Any holiday at the end of the year when everybody's trying to unload their inventory and it's going to get commercialized, whether it's Christmas, you, you stick, you stick Groundhog's day, Groundhog Day in, in, you know, the last week of December, they would commercialize it, you know. So I go, you know, Christmas is a victim of circumstances. And then in spring, there, you know, vendors are out there looking for things to sell in the spring, you know, including chocolate Easter bunnies and what have you. I go, oh, well. But, you know, they, they pretty well have last Palm Sunday alone. And, uh, but I, I enjoy Palm Sunday. I actually enjoy Groundhog Day because they haven't over-commercialized that one either. Although I hate groundhogs. <laughs> Someone says, Lord, help that pastor. He sounds like he's mixed up. Well, let's begin today in our um, Palm Sunday uh, 
considerations and the message. Uh, let's start back in Psalm 118. Do you know what's in Psalm 118? I had, I, there was a man in my church in Ohio. His name was Ted Miller. He's gone on to his reward. Anyway, one Sunday morning, he said, Ted said to me, and, and Ted was probably 40 years older than me, you know, so, so, and I was a young guy. Can you imagine me being young? <laughs> anyway, Ted said, Pastor, is there a verse in the Bible uh, about uh, this is the day the Lord has made? Uh, something about rejoicing and be glad. I go, Ted. He said, I've been looking all week for that verse. <laughs> he says, I, you know, I said, well, did you read the Psalms? He says, well, yeah. I go, what version do you, did you use? Well, he used the uh, Living Bible or something, and it didn't even sound anything close. You know? <laughs> so and I go, you were in a version that would not match what was in your head. That verse is verse 24, Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And to set that before your heart. And, you know, not every day is a real, you know, you know, you look at the pouring rain, and I go, well, do you know, we, do we need this much rain? <laughs> well, you know what? Don't stop praising the Lord. You need to praise the Lord. I need to praise the Lord. His graciousness toward us way outweighs any troubles we have, and we may have big troubles, but his graciousness is still more, to, more than that. This is the day the Lord has made. And, and you give your heart to that, rejoicing and being glad that the, the Lord is with you. The Lord's here. He, he, you know what he says to you? He says, I'd never leave you or forsake you. Hallelujah. I am so glad. You know, I, I'm in enough trouble the way it is. You know, uh, and and that that is that is something that is a comfort. It should be a comfort to the depths of your soul that God is with you. Well, let's read on from that verse. It says, "We will rejoice and be glad in it." And then it says, in the Hebrew, "Hosanna." where the word Hosanna comes from is in that, is the first word in verse uh, 25. Psalm 118, verse 25. I, year to year, I've learned to say this every time. I said it last year. Save now. Hosanna is a Hebrew word that means Lord today. It's actually talking about that day in verse 24. Today, save. Save now is most translations. 
Say, now I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. By the way, that God would prosper your soul. Now, maybe money, maybe lands and things and whatever, you know, but we have so much of that in, anyway, uh, all of us living in this country. No, no, no. What is this prosperity? The prosperity is the things of the Lord, all right? Save now, prosper us now in the things of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that's a, uh, if you got a, a translation rather than a paraphrase like the, like the living Bible. The, the word Lord there is capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. What does that mean? That means this is this is Yahweh or Yahweh or Jehovah, same word. We don't know how it's pronounced, all right? But he says, he comes in the name of the Lord God of heaven, the I am God. There's only one, there's one. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's who he's talking about here. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. Well, that is fulfilled on that day. And we're going to read uh, some of those passages. But I want to read some background verses uh, before we get uh, in your bulletin. It is marked uh, Matthew 20 and 21. I want to go first to Mark. We're in the New Testament now. You, you remember what that said back there in Psalms, okay? Uh, turn to, to Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10. And then we'll go to uh, the, the Gospel of Matthew. Mark chapter 10. Mark chapter 10 and uh, starting with verse 13. And, and what, uh, what I'm working at today is the emphasis in Scripture, and we're looking at the emphasis in uh, Matthew, but the others uh, will allude to it about children being there as Jesus rides the donkey. All right. And, and it's sort of indirect actually in Matthew, but it's there. Well, so that, let me give you some background verses about Jesus and children, okay? So here's the passage in Mark, Mark chapter 10, and starting with verse 13, it says, then they brought little children to him. That's, that's Jesus that he might touch them, <laughs> but the disciples rebuked those who brought them. Get these kids out of here. <laughs> Yikes. 
Do you know better than that? Shut these kids up. I heard a guy say that one time. And I go, no, you need to get out of the nursery, buddy, if you want the kids to shut up. <laughs> kids are kids. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, the old King James says, suffer. The new King James says, let. The truth is somewhere between the two. The truth is, permit, allow. Don't you stand in the way. <laughs> it's really what it's saying. Let, let the little children come to me and do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of God. And don't get so academic about the kingdom of God you leave the kids out. That's just dumb as rocks. Don't do it. Whenever you think about the kingdom of God, you go, yeah, and it's just like a bunch of kids. Uh-huh. Right there, that's what he says. Assuredly, by, that's, by the way, that's the word amen. Amen. I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. <laughs> so what's Jesus' question to you? Can you hear the question? The question is, do you receive the kingdom of God like a little child? That's your question. Do you? Or are you a tough-nosed old man or lady or, man, I just don't want to put up with that kind of, now come on. The heart of God connects to little children. That's what this is. If you want to see the heart of God, where do you look? You look at Jesus. Jesus is a window into the heart of God. And you can see the heart of God by looking at Jesus. And there it is. <laughs> Isn't that marvelous? Wow. And what does Jesus do? Verse 16 says, he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and bless them. Thank you, Jesus, for giving us that example. By the way, if you got kids, grandkids, whatever, you can lay your hands on them and bless them in the name of the Lord. And a good time to do it is right when they're going to bed or when they're already asleep. You just lay your hands on them. And you pray. And don't pray for two minutes. Don't pray for five minutes. Do, do it like 10 minutes. Pray for them. You know? Just think how, how much better you would have turned out if somebody would have done that for you. Or maybe they did. <laughs> maybe they did. Let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 18. This is not marked in the bulletin, but I, I decided to 
while I'm at it, I may, may as well give you the whole load. You know, Matthew chapter 18, and, and uh, the, the, the first few verses of that chapter, Matthew chapter 18, and, uh, you know, you think about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is what this passage says. Matthew 18, verse 1, it says, At that time the disciples came to Jesus saying, Who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? You know, Billy Graham probably, right? (laughs) Well, you know, Billy Graham hadn't been born yet. What did he say? Then Jesus called who? Not Peter, not John, not James, not, no. He calls a little child to him and set him in the midst. So here you got Jesus and here you got these disciples, presumably the 12. They're standing around and what are they doing? They're looking down at this little kid. (laughs) I think that is a hoot. That is so cool. And Jesus is going, <laughs> he sat him in the midst of them and said, and here's the word again, amen, assuredly. That's, they don't translate it amen because they think it doesn't make any sense to you. But you know what? Amen is amen, and that's a strong affirmation. When we put amen on the end of a prayer, God, that's, we really mean it. <laughs> That's what we're really saying. Jesus really means this. Assuredly, I say to you, amen, I say to you, unless you are converted, that is, changed from what you weren't into what is new and different, unless you are converted and become as little children. Now, we're talking to adults. We're talking to these tough guy, fishermen and tax collector, whatever, uh, disciples standing there looking at this little kid. Unless you become converted and become as as this little child here, this little children, you will by no means, there's no way, Jose, you're going to get into heaven. You, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Hey, heart, so you talk to your heart. You, you, talk, you know, what did David say to his heart? David says, bless the Lord. Oh my. He was, who, who was he talking to? He was talking to his heart. You need to talk to your heart. You need to say, okay, heart. Are you converted? By the way, there's no way to be totally changed except through the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ coming to your heart. He will change you. Whatever you were, he will change you. And so you say to your heart, have you become as a little child? By the way, you got a father in heaven. I've I've had people that had very negative pictures of the father thing because their fathers were abusive. 
let me tell you, there's this father that is, he is not abusive. He's Lord of all and he's wonderful. And, and to become a little child before this Lord God that created you. Look at verse four. I don't want you to miss verse four. Matthew 18, verse four. Therefore, whoever, that's you, dear. That's me. That's me and you. Whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The little child is closer to it than most adults. By the way, if you look, if you look at uh, a lot of uh, the Gospel of John, you'll see Jesus calling, calling the disciples, these tough old disciples, little children. <laughs> I think that's so cool. That is so cool. He calls them little children, the disciples. Whoever, verse 5, whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. So you pick on a little kid and you treat him like Jesus and you're, you are treating. But however, you, however you relate is the way you relate to Jesus. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Yeah, wells. Which is to say, it's, it's, don't do that. All right? Let's go on in Matthew to uh, chapter 20, end of chapter 20 and, and, and t at the beginning of, of chapter 21. And um, I want to set here, you know, I think it's good to have a picture of what happened when Jesus comes in to Jerusalem on a donkey, how that happened and what the context was. Now, the end of chapter 20 is a context. And so they, uh, Matthew 20, verse 29, it says, they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, cried out, saying, by the way, just like little kids. <laughs> you know, I thought about that time and time again. Yeah, just like little kids. Have mercy. Notice the mercy word. But what it, part of mercy, part of mercy is God's supply to deep, sincere needs. When you say, have mercy on me, it is, oh God, just, you know, don't give me what I deserve, you know. No, no, this is talking about what you really, really, truly under heaven need. And oh God, that you would give 
But I really, really, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. And uh, Isaiah 55 talks about the sure mercies of David. Don't forget that. The name of David there is, has to do with mercy. And then the multitudes warned them that they should be quiet. Be quiet. They're doing to them the same way they did to the kids. We don't want these kids around, all right? <laughs> but they cried out all the more, have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, what do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. By the way, that's a good prayer for everybody. If not your physical eyes, the eyes of your understanding, your spiritual eyes, can you see yourself with that prayer? Lord, that our eyes may be open. So Jesus had, now the word here is not mercy, but it's a, sister word to mercy. It's, it's a word that is more feeling than the mercy. So Jesus had feeling, had compassion is the word in English. He had compassion. He touched, all it takes is a touch of the Lord. By the way, most of the time, that's all you need is a touch of the Lord. You can just say, Lord, touch me, touch my life. And immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Well, where did they follow him? It's not provable that they followed him into the next chapter, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to follow these these guys that now can see as they follow Jesus. Let's follow. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage, by the way, there's a couple different pronunciations of that, came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, and Jesus sent two disciples saying, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. And all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet uh, Zechariah, uh, which was spoken uh, by, uh, by the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly, look at the word, lowly, and sitting on a donkey. Now, it's not a horse. What's the difference between a donkey and a horse? Anybody know? <laughs> yeah, 
You know, if you're on a horse, you, you might really look like you're something. If you're on a donkey, well, not so much. <laughs> there he is, on a donkey, a colt and a foal, that is the offspring of a donkey. And so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them and brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and set, Jesus, set him, or Jesus, on them. Now, and, the, and, the, and what's being said in the original here is that they, it's like they picked up Jesus and they stuck, stuck him on the donkey. They put him on the donkey. Jesus didn't put himself on the donkey. The disciples or whoever else picked him up, put him on the donkey. Verse 8 says, a very great multitude spread their clothes in the road. Others cut down branches from the trees. That's why, that's why I got palm branches on my tie today. By the way, if you're trying to read my tie from back there, you probably can't. It says Ephesians 2.8. If you want to know what my tie said, it says Ephesians 2.8. That's the whole Bible verse. But they cut down branches. And there's palm branches in the book of Revelation. <laughs> yeah, go look it up. And actually, the Gospel of John says there are, these branches are palm branches. So there's a basis, a biblical basis for palms on this day. Cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Can you see it? A donkey and a colt with the donkey and Jesus on the back of the donkey. And there's their clothes, the clothing put over the donkey that Jesus sat on and then they're throwing these branches on the road okay descending the Mount of Olives it is indicated earlier then the multitude verse 9 then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying guess what they're saying they're saying Psalm 118 verse 25, 26. That's what they're saying. Hosanna to the son of David. Remember, David is the sure mercies of David. Hosanna is what? Save now. Save today, Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And that's the, that's the I am God that Moses saw at the burning bush. Hosanna in the highest, and there is no God higher than this God. And when he had come to Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, who is this? And someday the whole universe will say, and they will hear, that he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. So the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. And then Jesus went into the temple. All right. 
right? So that, and that you see that verse also in the Psalms. Uh, going down to verse 15, when the chief priest and the, by the way, where are the children? <laughs> Pastor, I thought you're, you was talking about the children. Hey, passage isn't done. When the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did. By the way, he, uh, maybe I shouldn't have jumped over it. Verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Well, when the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were, uh, that's closer to the, to the Greek than indignant. Uh, grit your teeth and, uh, that's, that's what they, you know, <laughs> come on guys. They couldn't stand it. Such a simple thing. Praising the Lord of glory. Giving the Lord glory due to his name. And there's a lesson in this from Psalm, uh, Psalm uh, I think it's 8. Psalm 8 verse 2 maybe. He said to them, do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read, and this is the passage from Psalms, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. And so everybody was praising, but who praised the best? Who praised the most? A child who has a heart to praise God is probably closer to the way it ought to be than you or me. Concluding the passage, verse 17, then he left them and went out of the city and he lodged there. God bless you. Be like a child unto the kingdom of God and praise him like a child. He does not care if you sing on key. By the way, this is after the sermon. This is what is, this for what, you know, <laughs> whatever, this is, for what it's worth. I have seen so many people bound up by whether or not I can sing well. Do I have any vibrato when I sing? I have people say, oh, you know, I had a man tell me, he says, I'll sing when I'm out on a tractor, but I will not sing in church. I go, oh, that's dumb. But I know, I know what he was saying. He was saying that people didn't want to hear him sing. I go, you know what? It's not what people want. 
It's not how people feel about your praises to God. It's better wholeheartedly from the bottom of your heart to praise the Lord and sing Hosanna to him than not. You and I could never praise this Lord too much. (laughs) Never too much. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the praises of the children. Even if uh, chief priests and the scribes were indignant. Lord, sometimes the impression that we leave when we're praising you may not always uh, be pleasing to others, may not even be pleasing to ourselves. but you are worthy and we need to sing your praises. We need to glorify your name. We need to do it every day for the rest of our life and not forget it. So we praise you this morning, true and living God, who created a universe that is so enormous, human mind still does not grasp how big this universe is. And Lord, you're bigger than the universe. And from that universe, and from your from the greatness of who you are. You know each person here. You're still numbering the hair on our head. You know our every thought from afar off. You know our beginning from our end. You know our motives. You know our passions and our desires. And you know our deepest, deepest, deepest need. And Lord, we want, we want your heavenly supply, the mercy, Lord. Lord, have mercy on us. And then we see in response to that prayer, we see a man carrying a cross, the Lord of glory carrying a cross. And we see him nailed to that cross. And he touched our deepest need by dying on that cross in our place. And he took our sin. He took our sin away. And it was nailed to his cross. And so, Lord, our praises, we turn to adoration as we come to this communion now. And Lord, to say, oh, Hosanna, Lord, Lord, 
Hosanna, but it's more than Hosanna. Lord, it is, we are yours, we belong to you, and you belong to us. Lord, that's what we're saying in this communion today. Thank you for the privilege of, 